What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples, and the occasional F-bomb. Because let's be honest, Marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem. Grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. You're listening to episode number 164. Today, we are talking about resilience. Not practice, not practice. Resilience today. Um, And this is episode four in our five-part series around navigating transitions and probably the most important episode of this series, if not of this whole podcast, um, because resilience is the number one trait in successful people. So I watch a lot of documentaries. I love documentaries. Um, and if you look at people anywhere from the, I don't love this guy at all, but the, uh, media mogul Rupert Murdoch to super athletes like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Um, to any golf pros like Tiger Woods, um, you know, Marshall's really into golf and there's been a lot of updates in the golf world this, in the past couple of weeks. So golf has been, um, at the forefront, but if you look at any successful business owners, Mark Cuban, Barbara Corcoran, um, any of the sharks on Shark Tank, any of the podcasts that you listen to, any of the businesses or business owners that you look up to, maybe they're not on some big public stage, um, it's resilience. And one time my therapist told me this story. We were just talking about kids and she said she was in college and, um, or getting her, yeah, I think probably getting her master's. And she was in this in this class, and her professor asked her, "What is one trait you would want your? If there was only one trait your children you could instill in your children, what would it be?" And she said, "Resilience." And that has always stuck with me in terms of parenting. When I think about Rebel and what I want her to carry on with her into an adult, um, and so. The way he said, one of the ways this teacher said you can establish resilience with your children is by asking yourself in a moment where you have a parenting decision to make, which decision is going to help them be the adult that you would like them to grow up to be. And I'm not saying like, like them to be in terms of, you know, like appearances or dress or, or anything like that. But I mean, like, like them to be like the type of of person that you want to raise? What is the the adult you want walking around in this world to say like, hey, I had part in that, right? Um, and so I think that's really interesting. When we set boundaries with children, we set boundaries with customers. It's a, a question we can ask ourselves is what is the type of business we want to be running in the future? And It can be hard in the moment when you are, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, um, navigating these transitions to 
build new patterns of behavior within your business by um, saying no or having the hard conversation, making the right choice over and over again. But the more you do it, the the more worn that path will get and the more it will start to feel comfortable and then it will become a habit and then you won't even realize you're doing it anymore. And the next thing you know, you are running the business of the future, right? That's how that works. You have to start acting like you already have that business and making decisions like your future self right now. Um, and I, I have other episodes on future self and I don't really want to spend a lot of time on that, but um, part of that is demonstrating resilience in order to get to your future self. Um, So the definition of resilience on Merriam-Webster is an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. So to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. What do you think about that? Um, and then there's a whole article, like there's articles from Harvard, there's articles from the Mayo Clinic about building skills to endure hardship. And that's really what resilience is, your ability to endure hardship, adapting to adversity. Um, and just, and so, okay, I want to share this. This is from the mayoclinic.org and I will put a link to this article in the notes. Um, but they have tips for improving resilience. So number one, get connected, building strong, positive relationships with loved ones and friends can provide you with needed support, guidance and acceptance and good times and bad. So that's exactly what I was saying at the end of last week's episode is find someone in the entrepreneur world and the online space in your industry um, that you can connect with during hard times in business. And hopefully not just during hard times, hopefully you're connecting with them during the celebratory times as well. Um, But having that person, which is why it can be so helpful to have a coach a mentor, a consultant, someone you can just boxer with or send a quick message to. Can you help me navigate this? Do you have any thoughts on this? Like, I'm just really worried about this. Um, or something like, holy shit, I did it. Oh my God. Right. Um, the next tip they have is make every day meaningful. So I'm just reading these for the first time with you. Um, Do something that gives you a sense of accomplishment and purpose every day. Set clear, achievable goals to help you look toward the future with meaning. Yes, exactly. Um, So... This goes speaks to the idea of making the most of the time you have available. So time management is crucial to having a meaningful day or purposeful day in terms of work. And that doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you're working two hours that day because your kids are home. So I have a new schedule now on Tuesdays and that's about my work schedule on Tuesdays. Um, and I just know I have to set that boundary. And then anything after that, uh, unless Rebel goes and plays at her friend's house, it's just going to have to wait until Tuesday night or Wednesday, right? Um, so make every day meaningful. Learn from experience. This is a great one, especially as business owners. We have so much experience to lean on. And I, I find that clients often overlook all of the times they've had to overcome things in the past. It's like this new challenge in front of them is suddenly the one and only challenge they've ever had to to overcome. Um, and they lose all sense of self-trust. And if 
we can widen the scope a little bit, remind yourself that you have overcome so many things, not just in business, but in your life to this point, um, and really build back some of that self-trust. That's a muscle that you have to learn to flex, especially in hard times in business. Self-trust, reminding yourself, hey, we've been down before and we're going to get through it. We've figured it out. Remain hopeful and take care of yourself and be proactive. So the tips they have are get connected, make everyday meaningful, learn from experience, remain hopeful, take care of yourself and be proactive. And I think those are great tips. Um, if you want to work on building your ability to endure hardship and to adversity, I also recommend adding in some hardship and adversity. <laughs> And you may think running your own business is hard enough, um, but I promise you, if you add in something like an intense workout once a week, you are not going to think running your business is so hard. Right now, if running your business is the hardest thing you're doing, you could probably stand to have a different type of challenge than just the business challenge that you're in. Um, and so this is why I have the workouts that I do. So once a week, as you all know, um, I do a conditioning day. So in the summer, it is running hill sprints and they suck. Every time they fucking suck. Like, I don't want to go there. I mean, there's a rare occasion that I do. Um, but especially in the summertime, it's hot. I go with the dog. So sometimes he's annoying me, you know, and I just really, I have to force myself to show up once a week and I feel better every single time. And whatever mountain I have to climb that day after I've already climbed that little hill, let's see how many times do I climb the hill? 24 times. Um, I go up and 24 times I go down. Nothing seems as hard after that. And it's so it's a confidence booster. It's a serotonin booster. It is an endorphin booster. I mean, there's so many great things that come with an intense workout, but it's just overall such a great reminder that I can do hard things and that you can too. But sometimes we have to prove it to ourselves outside of the business arena, especially if you find yourself like banging your head against the wall, you're stuck, you're in a rut, you're feeling that imposter syndrome, you're feeling down. The best thing you can do is go move your body. Walks are great, but sometimes a walk is not going to cut it. Um, especially to like really, really move that energy. I love a high intensity workout and there's so many different types of workouts, but like sprints are great. Row sprints are great. Ball slams are great. Um, just pushing your comfort zone. And the other thing you need in business outside of resilience is endurance. You need to be able to withstand the pace for the long run. And endurance is another great skill set, I guess, uh, skill or trait that you can build in exercising. Um, you, you practice endurance, you practice working on your mental toughness when you want to quit. And if in the best way I have found to do this is to set a timer for a workout, you're going to get about halfway through that workout, maybe halfway through. And you're going to say like, well, fuck this, this is good enough. I'm good. Um, but the goal at that time for endurance is just to finish the workout and just to move for the rest of the time, even if you have to modify. So when it comes to resilience and endurance, resiliency and endurance, um, you can practice these things outside of your business. And then I find that the tasks that you have to do in your business are a lot easier. Something else I like to do to remind myself of resilience um, is to think about the people in my life and 
some of the things that they've had to overcome and their resiliency. And sometimes it helps me to put that, to put what I'm working on in my business or in my life into perspective. Now, I also have to stop myself from going down a guilt or a shame spiral because a lot of my, the way my, my life and my business is set up, um, it's just generally not as hard as some of the things that my parents and my grandparents had to navigate at the same age. And so um, I've worked a lot on the guilt and the shame I sometimes carry around those things. And honestly, to the point where like, I just don't even want to talk about my business in some family settings. Um, and I always try to redirect it. And so, and it's not like I, that I don't think they're, they're not going to be proud. Um, it's just a, that is part of the work I have in therapy is learning to understand that regardless of how bright my little light shines, um, it doesn't diminish anyone else's light. And so I'm, I'm working on that and I'm learning that. Um, but when you have parents that worked as hard and navigated some of the hard struggles that mine did, which I'm sure most of us can relate to that, um, it feels kind of weird to be in this cushy job, but I cannot let that stop me. And in fact, I've, and really I have learned like recently to let it fuel me instead. Like, look what they've overcome. Look what they've navigated. You know, my mom, um, was a single mom for most of my life and raised two kids and, you know, has maintained a successful career. Um, and I think my brother and I turned out all right. <laughs> and then, um, my dad, you know, he came to this country when he was 16, he didn't speak the language and he too has, um, he has raised, well, yeah, raised four kids and, um, overcome so many obstacles, you know, the least of which is learning to speak the language and navigating his way around this place and also built a successful career here. So um, when you just like put that in perspective and then, you know, we could go down the rabbit hole of, of my grandparents too, but like I come from a family of, of risk takers and a family of people paving their own paths and overcoming obstacles and not letting those obstacles or those hardships stop them or letting people tell them no, or that they would never be successful and then going on to do it anyway. Um, and so that's really what resilience is about. It's about doing it anyway. It's about understanding that you're going to have the hardship. I mean, let's talk about it. Uh, you all saw, I launched a group in, I don't know when it was March, maybe. Um, and I had a lot of you like reach out and say, Oh, how was the group? You know, I even invited some of you to the group and for one reason or another, you know, it just wasn't a good time for people. And so I had one person sign up for the group and I had to move them into one-on-one -on -one coaching. And that really took the wind out of my sails. Um, so last November through February were the most successful months of my business to date, like I'm currently sitting about $5,000 away from surpassing last year's income, like for the whole year. And we are halfway through this year. And so, um, I, I came off a really, really successful five, six months. And then I went straight into that group launch, like riding high, we're going to do it. <laughs> and then I don't know that I have ever fallen so far before. Um, and it kind of took me uh, April was the slowest month I've had in 
like eight months. And um, I realized that it was because of that group launch flopping. Um, Like the income I had projected for April was largely around the group launch. And so, um, you know, I still booked in one-on-one clients around that time. Just not as many as I thought. (laughs) Anyway, so, you know, it took the wind out of my sails and I really had to sit with it because it, I was making it mean something about me as a marketing coach and making it mean something about me as a person. Like, well, if, if the marketing coach can't even get a group off the ground, what are, why are people going to pay me? You know, just like really shit talking myself. Um, and it, it wasn't helpful. And the fact of the matter was I did that launch right around, maybe it was April, not March, um, right around spring break. And it just, it like every single objection I got was on time. People just didn't have the time. It wasn't a good time, not the right time. They didn't want to commit for that amount of time. Um, and so in that case, you know, I think I had a, a very hard learning lesson in listening to my customer. And, and beyond that, really thinking hard about who my customer is and the type of uh, business owner that I work with at, at this point in my business. And so it just sent me back to the drawing board and it sent me back to a creative space. And that's what led me back to creating the podcast. Like I miss connecting with my people in this way. I miss the feedback that I get from my customers in this way. And so here we are you know, and I don't think I would have brought this back if I was running a group right now. Um, there, there just wouldn't have been the time. And so those moments, um, I had my coach say this to me when it just flopped and I was very upset. Um, I think I cried in the boxer messages I was leaving her and I felt so many emotions, you know, like I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. Um, I was let down and I, I mean by myself, most of all, like I feel like I let myself down. Um, I'd really talked it up to (laughs) some friends and family, which is like very unusual for me. Um, and then people are like, Oh, how'd the group go? Well, it didn't, (laughs) you know, but then I, I very quickly got to a place where I could kind of laugh about it and and put some distance between myself and that result and detach from the result. Like it didn't mean anything about me. This is the second time actually I've tried to launch a group and it just hasn't gone. Um, And then every once in a while people will say like, oh, maybe you should do a group. And I'm like, yeah, I've tried. I don't, um, I don't know what it is about like my energy when I'm putting the group out there. Maybe I don't really want to do a group, you know, like at the end of the day, maybe I think I did. Like I love the, I love workshops. I love a, a group environment where I can interact with you all in real time. Um, and I think you all get a lot from a group environment, a community environment like that. Um, but anyway, in that moment when I was crying to my coach in Voxer, she was like, look, you've learned a lot of lessons here. And I know lessons can't be deposited into your bank account and pay your mortgage, but you've learned a lot of lessons here. And she was right. I learned a lot of lessons during that launch um, and a lot of lessons that have impacted the way I do business and the way I'll launch moving forward. One of which is giving myself a, a bigger runway for launches. And so for any of you out there, I've tested like a three-week window, um, a four-week window, a two-week window, and it seems like six weeks is kind of the sweet spot because you can get your audience excited for a couple weeks and then you can launch um, 
or build up to it and then just give yourself more of a runway. If you're finding that your launches are not working as well as you'd like, give yourself more of a runway and you don't have to have the products ready. You don't have to have the, the scents or the labels or the ideas ready. You can just start teasing something new is coming, mark your calendars, get excited, working on something, you know, like do some polls, play, play in stories, have some fun. Um, just really bring your audience into it. And so that was the biggest lesson I learned was to give myself a, a, a longer runway, especially for launching a commitment like that, which was a 12 week group program. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'll try it again in the fall. We'll see. Fall seems to be a better time for commitments like that for my people. Um, but I know that there are people selling out group launches all over the online space. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't ultimately have the answer exact answer for why it flopped. But I, I do know that I had a choice after it flopped and the choice was to stay down or to adapt and adjust and to get back out there and to sell what I know sells. And those are my intensives and those are my one-on-one coaching and to connect with my people in the way that I love to best, which is this podcast and some educational content on Instagram. But mostly I love the the, the stories for fun, right? Um, so figuring out what works for you is also going to help you with resilience and identifying what helps you get out of the rut what or who maybe you need to just have a couple margaritas one night have a date night you know drown your sorrows and and then the next day get back to business um that has certainly happened to me too i have recorded some stellar content <laughs> after a night of a couple of margaritas like oh my gosh what are we gonna do you know and the next day like all right it's time to go it's time to get ready for work, put that lipstick on and get back to it, you know? And so whatever you need to do, I think part of resilience um, is rest and allowing yourself to take a, a step back and to take a breath and to observe and obsess the situation objectively, evaluate it, write it down, journal about it, uh, make notes for next time. And then you got to move the fuck on. You can't stay stuck on it. You can't. It's not helpful for you. It's not helpful for your customers. Um, it doesn't help the business move forward if you stay stuck in whatever it is that's going on. And so um, I also like timelines for processing things. I think you've heard this from me before on this podcast, but like a, a pity party window. So I'm going to give myself today to watch Selling Sunset and, and drink rosé yeah, well, you don't always have to drink your sorrows away, people. You could drink a bunch of coffee and go work out. <laughs> Why do none of these sound like healthy coping mechanisms? <laughs> um, anyway, maybe it's going to be going to eat a cupcake. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. Who cares about a healthy coping mechanism? Whatever you need to do to pull yourself out of the rut, put a timeline on it. All right. We're not going to have cupcakes for breakfast every single day in the row of the week because we're just not. It's not helpful. Um, but if you want to, for one day, do you ever do that with your kids where you're like, yeah, just today you can have this cupcake. And then they like love you for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> um, it is fun to be able to do that with your children. So it's fun to be able to do it with yourself. Like just, yeah, just go ahead. Like have some fun, have some pity, like whatever you need to do to, to move your energy, have a dance party journal about it, throw your pillows, um, angry walk the dog or angry clean your kitchen. And then you have to be done. And that's what resilience is about getting back up. 
you're you're just done with the pity party. We're not done with the business. We're not done with achieving goals. We're not done with moving forward. We're just done with that thing. We're done with crying about that thing. And we're done with that thing. Um, we're watching the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> documentary, speaking of unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, and he is really blowing my mind and Marshall's too, when it comes to his mental toughness. Um, it is wild. And, and actually Tiger Woods and a lot of athletes I have seen do this, other athletes do this as well, like their ability to discern what they're focusing on in each moment and to com compartmentalize. Like, so the job still has to get done. Like if you think about golfers and they have 18 holes on a golf course that they're usually playing like back to back over a few day period. And anyway, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how golf tournaments work, but if we just take the 18, right. And you have a bad hole, like whatever you do poorly on that hole, too many shots to get to the hole itself. You have to readjust before the next hole. You have a golf cart ride to the next hole to clear your mind and to get up and hit that ball again from the tee. That's how long you have like a two minute ride to clear your head. And you have to do that 18 times. You have to wipe the slate clean. This is one of the reasons I'm really getting into golf, you guys. Like, um, because there's so many mental lessons in it. Like you cannot let the whole before carry over into the next one. And I mean, on a positive note, like each new hole is a clean slate to try again. Like how amazing is that? So like what if in marketing, instead of like, oh my God, that group launch was a failure. Like, okay, now I just have a, a something new to try again. I have a new opportunity to try again now because that didn't work. So I get to try again. And and that's part of resilience. It's like being able to wipe the slate clean and to start fresh. And that is not, it's like, the mental resilience, which is why I encourage you to find a practice outside of your business that pushes your mental limits and that builds mental toughness and builds the habit of resiliency and endurance and getting back up and not quitting when you want to quit and doing hard things and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. These are all muscles that you can learn to build and you are certainly learning to build them within your own business but it is sometimes a lot more fun to learn to build them outside of your business and then to come back to business and not take everything so seriously right i know it's not just me and it's not just you either um so that's it for this week resilience your homework is going to uh d this is your homework do something hard for the f maybe not the first time but something hard, something intense, something to push those limits of your brain. And this doesn't have to be like a physical workout. It could be a household project. It could be a creative project. It could be, I mean, I like sometimes I start baking something and I'm like, I don't want to do this. This recipe just feels so complicated, right? Um, so do something to flex those resilient muscles and those endurance muscles outside of your business. All right. That's your homework. When you do it, I want you to DM me, send me a photo, let me know what you're doing to build those muscles up. I will be back with you next week. Thank you so much for being here. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to another episode. 
If you loved what you heard today, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Marketing Uninhibited so I can share you with my community. And don't forget that you can achieve your big business dreams with small marketing steps. Talk to you next week.